Well, hey there, everyone. This is the Author Revolution Podcast, and I am your host, Carissa Andrews. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the best way to make money writing fiction. I know it's a great topic, right? Now, I've been in this industry for a long time. In fact, one could even say that I've been in it a little longer than it might appear to those who are just taking a look at my books online. In fact, my very first job was as a bookseller in my local bookstore called Little Professor Books. And then I went on to work at Walden Books when I moved to Duluth for college. So actually, I have been doing book selling and been in the book industry on the other end, the retail side of things, for a very long time. In addition to that, I have also worked for publishers, printers, and of course, as a graphic designer as well. So a lot of the insights that I have come from all of these different aspects and avenues where I have been in the publishing industry. And so not all of it is something that people would necessarily know about or even stumble on on their own without having been in this sort of situation, right? So are you ready for the secret sauce? You know, that magic ticket when it comes to the best way to make money writing fiction? Well, awesome. Let's get straight to it then, shall we? The best way to make money writing fiction is, drumroll please, to write your fiction and actually finish it. And when you've finished it, publish it. Yes, it is honestly that simple. Now, if your goal is to make a ton of money, that could be a different story. And so I'm going to assume that you are here because you want to know how to better sell your books and to be able to make better money. So before I do that, I really want to talk about the reality of how to write fiction that sells. Now, regardless of your genre, you can make money writing fiction. And just how much really is dependent on a number of factors. And we'll get to those in just a second. But first, I want to talk about a little bit about my background when it comes to this. So when I first started writing Pandamus, even though it was a solo book as the intro to a trilogy, it sold relatively well on its own. I mean, it did okay in the beginning. However, my biggest mistake was not having the whole series done before I hit publish. I knew, yes, even back in 2013, that series writing was hot and series sold. And it's part of the reason I knew I would write a trilogy, but it just didn't work out to the best of my ability when I created the book. It was my first book. It was something that I wanted to get out into the world and I was excited about. And I knew I'd be writing the next two books, but life kind of derailed it a little bit. So there were huge life changes that came to me in the middle of writing the trilogy. And I think I've mentioned this before, but my second and third books didn't come out until late 2017. So that's a huge four-year gap between book one launching and books two and three coming out. So it derailed the system a little bit because people kind of forgot about Pandamus. They forgot about how cool the world was and what was going on with it. And it just kind of went into the background of things. And especially as a new author who no one had ever heard of before. I had never written anything else. I had never produced anything else. It was definitely a kind of faux pas on my part for not having waited, I suppose, to get Pandamus out there until the rest of the series was finished. It probably would have done far better upon launch because of that. So just to put things into perspective, though, from the time that Pandamus was published in 2013 to the end of 2017, so during that four-year time span, I made a grand total of $322.08. Yes, four years, $300, you get the point. However, that's not super bad. I mean, it's 
almost, I guess, 70 bucks a year for making money. So it's still better than, you know, a poke it in the eye with a short stick or something along those lines, whatever that pun is. Anyhow, you get the point. However, most of that bulk actually came from when Polarities and Revolutions launched in 2017. So of that time frame, of that amount of money, 200 of it was actually from those last two months when those two books launched. So then that number was split into thirds and each book then actually technically made about $100 each for that four-year time span. Wow, crazy, right? But once I got serious about writing, marketing, and being present for my author career, which let me tell you, we've talked about mindset before. It's really the biggest hurdle to overcome. But once you do that, it can pay dividends. And so since then, however, having gotten my mindset straight, going for it, pushing myself, I have gone on to make over $6,000 between January 2018 to today. Okay, while it's not mucho grande bucks, I will say that the majority of that was all done on my totally shoestring budget with a very little ad spend. In fact, most of my ad spend didn't come in until this year. And a lot of that was actually for Playing With Fire, which was our box set that came out and we were trying to hit the USA Today bestsellers list with it. So knowing what I know now, I can safely say that there are three major ways to increase your royalties with fiction. Obviously, we're not going to talk about ad spend, but these are more organic ways to be able to get your royalties increased uh, without having to spend a whole lot of money in order to get promotions done and to get things out there in those sort of ways. This is the, the way to create momentum and increase your sales and saleability of your books organically. Well, we'll talk about advertising in another podcast, but this is not the podcast for that. All right. So the first really is to write to market. So what does this mean? Basically, it means keeping your finger on the pulse of what's hot right now and write a book that readers want, right? Seems simple. Now, this could mean picking a genre you know sells well. And for those of you who don't know, that would typically be romance, mysteries, and thrillers, and pretty much any of their subgenres. But if you do want to make sure you're writing in a genre you like, you can also learn the trends happening in those genres and meet your readers where they currently are. Because every genre is going to have their own trends, and even subgenres will have trends. So it's just a matter of kind of digging into reader groups, into different kinds of Facebook groups where they're talking about what's happening. Sometimes they're author groups, sometimes they're reader groups. Just seeing what pops up often or seeing what people are talking about and getting excited over. And that'll give you a good guide point on where to head for your next novel. Now, at this point, I would like to mention that I write books that call to me, and they're not always written to market. This does make it more difficult to sell in the moment, but it's not a deal breaker by any means. So when you write what calls to you, it may or may not be in alignment with what the market wants, what the readers are currently looking for, for example. But if readers aren't looking for a book or a series in your genre with your theme or whatever, it can be a harder sell. It means having to push a little harder, maybe have a higher ad spend to be able to find the readers who are currently actively looking for what you're selling. And the good news, though, is that reader tastes change and they shift all the time. What was a great genre one day can take a back seat and vice versa. That's the case even with the dystopian YA right now, which is what Pandamus was written in. And it came out 
kind of on the heels of the whole Hunger Games and Divergent kind of situation that was happening, even though that wasn't its inspiration. It was written about the same time as they were launching. And so that's just kind of the, the theme of what I was feeling at the time, the vibe I, I personally was going for and was feeling in my life and in the way I wanted to write. So don't get discouraged if you're writing in something that doesn't feel like it's going to have a huge following. You don't know because things can change, tides can shift, and the books that you write will find their readers. However, it is good to also know that once you've written a book and published it, it doesn't go away. So when trends do come back around, you just need to be ready to capitalize on it. And sometimes that might mean running promotions, um, getting your ad spend up on that particular series going out to other podcasts and talking about it, whatever the case might be. And now it's just a matter of getting yourself and your books in front of the readers who are going to be ready to hop onto it. Well, that helps us segue really nicely into the second way of increasing royalties, which really is all about diversifying. And now when I say diversifying, I'm not actually meaning writing in different genres, although you can if you want to see which genres work best for you, how your readers respond best but it does kind of muddy the water a little bit. And so I would recommend waiting to do that sort of situation until you think through your pen names and how you want to market yourself as an author and have your author platform really engaged and locked and loaded to be able to do that properly. So instead of that, what I'm meaning is actually making sure that you're not only publishing just your ebook, but that you're also publishing a paperback and an audiobook version as well. And this might seem like a no-brainer for increasing royalties, but you would be surprised by the number of authors out there who are not capitalizing on this. Just this month alone, so far, paperback books are dominating my sales, making up 75% of all my overall royalties. That's huge. And it's also not surprising, seeing that it's also almost Christmas. So keep in mind, paperback books are not dead. People love them. They love giving them. And if you don't have them, then your readers are not going to be able to purchase them for other people who they believe might want to read those books as well. Sure, they can gift ebooks, but it's not as tangible or as exciting as getting an actual paperback book in your hands. And so make sure if you want to increase your chances of higher royalties that you have your paperback versions available, for sure paperback versions available. And also think about doing audiobooks. Now audiobooks can be a little bit more cumbersome just because you do either need to learn how to read and produce the audiobook yourself using a platform like ACX. But if you don't want to do it and you want someone else to read, they do split royalties. And so you're able to find and audition different voices to see what fits best for your books so that you can get them out there and still have your audiobooks available for people to purchase. In saying that, I do have four of my books already in audiobook. I'm in the process of doing more of them. In other months, uh, other than December, obviously, my audiobook sales have just pummeled my ebook sales. And it all just depends on what readers are needing and what they're looking for at the time. So in January, they might be looking for those audiobooks because now Christmas is done. They're no longer having to buy gifts. Maybe they got a gift card for uh, Audible or Amazon, and now they want to be able to listen to books when they're on the road whatever the case might be. So by having what they want, when they want it, you are making it way easier to increase your royalties with minimal added effort. Who doesn't love that, right? 
Okay, so the third way to write fiction that sells is to obviously write in a series. I mean, ideally, the longer, the better. And this one is one of the areas I have yet to put into play, the longer, the better series aspect, I mean. But it is on my list for 2021. I mean, come on, guys, I am only one person. I can only test out so many things at any given time, but I'm working on it. And as of right now, my longest series is four books, but I do have plans to take Diana Hawthorne's Oracle title and extend her out into her own series that can be considered a long tail series, meaning it doesn't have to have a specific end. It can just kind of continue onward, kind of like a Nancy Drew type series. So here's the thing. When you write in a series, it gives your readers time to not only find you as an author, but to find your books, to like your books, to continue reading your books. When your readers like your characters, they will follow the series. Trust me, this in turn will increase your royalties by both sales and page reads if you're in KU, which is highly recommended if you write a series. And if you've been listening to my podcast before today, you'll also know that in addition to that, I also recommend rapid releasing those books for maximum exposure and royalties. If you want to refresh yourself on the different types of rapid release styles, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash six. I do go over the different types of being able to rapid release your books and kind of what would go into the back end aspect of that. So 2020 is going to be the year we go all in with rapid releasing a series, guys. Dead serious. For those of you who don't know, I am going to be launching a brand new course called Rapid Release Roadmap in the spring. And if you would like to be put on my waiting list for the course, head over to today's show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash eight. And when you sign up, you'll also be receiving a PDF download that will show you the overview of the course we'll be taking, the actual roadmap itself. And you'll be able to see what is going to go into this process and how it's going to look when we're able to get the whole back end in place, the project management part of it done so that you're able to focus on the writing and the marketing of being able to launch a series in rapid succession. All right, guys. So that's how, in my personal opinion, you make the best use of your books and your sales to be able to increase your royalties. There are other ways to obviously do it. But when it comes to a broad painted brush, this is the way that I have found over my decade of launching books to be able to increase my sales and get the the biggest bang for my buck. So as always, if you like this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Once I do have a few in hand, I will be reading them live on the air. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button now so that way new episodes will be downloaded to you. Of course, that way you won't miss a thing. So next week, we'll be talking all about our New Year goals and which is better, processes or setting goals. You don't want to miss this one. That's for sure. It's going to set you up great for the new year. All right, guys, until next time, I want you to go forth and be awesome.